whatever uh, few Jews eat. Right. Whenever Jews eat together and they bench together, so they're supposed to bless Hashem together. And there are various sources that are brought for this. One opinion is we're going to have from the verse, God lo Hashemiti, that's make Hashem great with me. God lo Hashemiti means to do together. I mean, or another pasuk is give greatness to Hashem. So from these verses we learn out that they're supposed to ascribe greatness to Hashem as a group together and do this together. Some people have a custom to fulfill the mitzvah of benching by one person blessing for everyone. Uh, that's not our custom. In fact, the Rebbe, originally, the Rebbe would say the first blessing of benching out loud when the Rebbe would lead the Zimun uh, at the end of the various holidays and it would be a Fabrengen at the end of Yontif. The Rebbe would say the first bracha out loud and then the Rebbe stopped saying it out loud. I heard it because till the end of the bracha because I think the Rebbe said something, I don't want to misquote, I think something to the effect that people are, are uh, trying to fulfill the obligation that they're not, sure, they're not really doing it the right way and therefore, he stopped saying it out loud. Um, uh, the, um, the correct way of doing zimun is to say it together with the person who's leading the benching word by word together. Uh, with 10 people, there's 10 people doing zimun together. So then there's no obligation to read it word by word, but it's better to do it that way. Um, but when you read the, the, the first bracha benching with the one who's leading, leading the zimun, so you're supposed to finish the bracha before him. So that way you could answer Amen to the bracha. So you, say, you read the bracha aloud together, you get to the end of the bracha, then you finish the bracha first. That way when the, when the person leading the benching uh, finishes, so uh, you could answer Amen to his bracha. How about if you're holding someone else in the benching? Where are you allowed to answer Amen to... Uh, holding like, the bracha. Guys, stop. Finishing the bracha. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, no, what do you say? Can't answer, I'm in there. Once you start the next bracha, you can. You can answer, I'm in there. Once you start the next bracha, you can answer. Once you finish, you're supposed to answer Amin there, but once you finish before him, you finish till the end of Meini Racham Shoyim Amin, and then you answer to the three times of Zachreinu, Fokteinu. Don't answer, don't answer. Don't answer. Okay. Say Amen, you say Amen, and then we say Amen, and then we wait for him to come there, and then we say Amen again. We wait until you say you say Amen, you say Amen, and then and then when he finishes, say Amen again. Um, okay. Okay. Um, so. Let's say you're eating together and one person wants to bench and you want to uh, uh, answer the zimun, so you could stop and listen to listen to him and he reads the end of the first bracha. You're not, you're not benching now, but you're still doing the mitzvah zimun by hearing his bracha. You hear from his bracha till the end of the, um, 
Is that correct? The Rebbe, the Rebbe didn't um, say the first bracha out loud until the end of the bracha that Rebbe switched? Is that remember such a thing? What? The Rebbe stopped saying the first bracha out loud? Is that correct? Rebbe Zaman? Okay, I take that back. That's the second bracha, not the first bracha out loud. The Yitzhak Zimun. The whole bracha. Okay. Mixing with Pierce Mapa Makadish, we're mixing up that for that. Okay, anyways. Yeah, that did change. Alright. There was a time when the, by the rest of Brangans, there was Kiddush made in the middle of, if it was Sha- going, the Yandav was going into Shabbos, they would make Kiddush before, in middle, the middle of the Fabrangan. But that changed because of a lot of mistakes people were making. So I thought that was the same thing with the Zimun. Kubi, I'm misquoting. Strike that from the script. All right, either way. So, when you are eating and someone else is being mezamen, you could stop and listen to his bracha and do the mitzvah zimun. However, um, it says you have to listen to them. I'm not sure if you ought to eat while you're listening or not. It says you have to listen. Uh, I, people always say you have to stop and listen. You can't eat. I'm not sure if that's true. It says you have to listen. So, it could be that it's true because in general, when you sing a bracha, you have to have, it says in the Torah, my mouth is full of your praise. And the reason why you're filming Mitzvah Zimun is by listening. And so listening is like saying. So it could be you have, you can't say, you can't be listening, which is like saying when your mouth is full. But either way, you have to, you have to stop and listen to do the Mitzvah Zimun until the end of the first bracha. Um, when there are ten people, instead of saying the regular Abayis Bel Benshin, and Yishem Shem we add the word Elokeinu. And... If um, you interrupt after saying the words you say something else, so you don't fulfill the mitzvah of zimun. The mitzvah of zimun is, is specifically supposed to continue right away into the benching, and if there is some kind of discussion after that interrupts the zimun, and the zimun isn't uh, doesn't work. If there are two people who are eating together, it's a mitzvah to look for a third. I remember Reb Chaim Serbransky over Shalom we sleep in his house and uh, it was a cold winter night it's only me and him no you have to find the Zimun he went outside <laughs> really you know we, we have three people we could say Shem Hashem Hashem hi how are you Lugubus here okay maybe sure 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 everybody used to want to join us here and they could just come over here maybe maybe sit over there let's over there is better So it's actually interesting Allah, which I didn't know before. We're learning the laws of Zimun. And Allah is that women are supposed to answer Zimun. When there's, even, even though men don't lead the, even though men lead the Zimun, the women are obligated to list to answer Zimun. Um, okay. If there, if there are seven people eating together, it's a mitzvah to look for three more people to have a total of ten people. Um, in general... The, the third person, right? We have two people, you know, and you want a third person to join your zimun. The third person is supposed, to, the best thing to do is that they eat bread. That's the best thing. The best way to make zimun is bread. However, if the person does not want to eat bread, you can still do zimun as long as they had mezonos, hadama, shahakal, as long as they're having a substantial amount of food with you, a kazayas or a vias, then they could join the, the zimun. Um, so that applies even for the deal of the sun. One second. 
So guarding three, it's better that they have, welcome, welcome, it's better that they have, that they eat bread. Regarding if you have seven people, you need three more to have a minion, then we don't say that you have to have, the other three people have to have bread, then the other three people are allowed to have anything. They're, even L'Chadchila, they don't have to have bread, they're allowed to have anything, and that is considered enough for them to join the, um, the Zimu, to make a minion of ten people join the Zimu. Okay, so let's say you're eating together, and you want to do a Zimun, but you only have two people, and you basically finish eating, and you decided you want to bring another person in there to do the zimu. You only have two. You want to have three, or you have seven. You want to have ten, and you finish eating already. And you want to bring someone in from the street so you can do the zimu. Can you do that? How long after you finish eating can you bring them in? The answer is as long as you have, even though you may have finished eating, but as long as you're still thinking about eating, meaning like if someone brings you desserts, especially if it's a good dessert, you continue eating the dessert, then. Anyone else who joins the meal now could also join the zimun. However, once someone says, let's bench, so then the meal is over, and then if someone comes in now, and you only have two people, the third person comes now, even though he wants to now uh, continue eating with you, he does not join the your group, and you cannot do a zimun. You have to have a minimum of three people do a zimun. So if he comes in after you've decided to bench, so then he does not join. If you decided not to, you decide to continue eating, or more accurately, you decide you, you, you're... You have um, an interest in continuing to eat, just you're not, you haven't decided to bench. You're sitting, you finish eating, and you're like open. If the host will bring you dessert, you'll bring, you eat dessert. It happens to be you have a lousy host, and they don't want to bring you dessert. So there's no dessert. Can't say lousy host. You have a, a host who's very careful about... Uh, like in my house. You have a host who's very careful that everyone should have a healthy... Uh, uh, um, appetite, but not to have things which aren't so good for them, right, Mrs. Yerushalmi? Right, they shouldn't. Dessert isn't always so good, so they decided no dessert. But you're open for dessert, right? You're open for dessert. So then, if you're open for dessert, even though you're not eating dessert, and the person comes in to join the meal, they can join to the zimun. Although you haven't eaten together, you're, you know, you're not eating together. Since you could eat together, that already is uh, is considered. Since you haven't officially finished your meal. And you haven't eaten anything all together. That next person comes in, they eat whatever they eat, and they and they join the zimun. What's the minimum number who ate bread to have zimun? Three and then ten. The minimum amount of people to have a ten people ten person zimun. That have eaten bread. If for a three people zimun, you need to have two, and for a ten person zimun, you need to have seven. The reason you have to have seven, although for a minya, you have to have six. The joke is because let another Jew eat. Why not? But the real reason is because since you're mentioning God's name, so it has to be something that is noticeable that there is a, uh, the majority of the people joining the Zimun has to be, it's noticeable that they are the majority, and therefore not just six, but it has to be a noticeable majority of seven people that are eating. Okay. Um, so, let's say you sat down to eat together. Um, even though you haven't actually um, eaten at the same time, but you have an obligation to do the zimun once you decide to sit down together and eat. So, for example, let's say you start to eat now, and two people come and join you. Or there are two people eating, and now that third person comes. So if they all conclude the meal together, they have to do the zimun. 
However, if they didn't start at the same time and then finish at the same time, so then there's no obligation to do zimun. If there are four or five people that have eaten together, so you can't say, okay, you guys uh, do a zimun, I, I gotta go. You need to stay for the zimun. If there are six people, you can divide in three and three, that way it'll still be a zimun. But you can't, if there's only four people or five people, you can't decide to leave early without the zimun because you're gonna break up and, 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 and um, uh, you're gonna make it impossible to do a zimun because you can only do a zimun when there's three people. But if there's six people, you can divide in, into two groups. However, it's better not to divide two groups because it says in the Torah, the glory of the king is when there are a lot of people. And therefore, since, since it's, it's, it glorifies Hashem's name, the more the merrier, therefore you should not divide into two groups when there are six people. If there are um, ten people, so or there are tens of people, there are several groups of ten, the same thing applies. Technically, they could divide ten, ten and ten and ten. However, the best thing is to do this all as a group. Sometimes you're in a situation where you cannot hear the person leading the benching. So, in that scenario, it's better to divide in groups of ten. I could know, for example, on uh, Friday night in New York on the International Conference of the Shluchim, so it's, it's, it's unlikely you're going to hear the person leading the benching in the, in the whole room, so you can do a benching at the group in your table, there are many, many tables. However, on Sunday night, they also have a group of many thousands of people eating dinner together, but they use a microphone. Now, technically, a microphone isn't a good thing to use to fulfill an obligation for anything. Because halacha is, you can only fulfill the obligation of any mitzvah if you hear the voice of the person saying it. If you hear a microphone of someone saying Havdalah, you're not going to fill the mitzvah of saying Havdalah. If you hear a microphone saying Megillah or a chauffeur, you're not doing the mitzvah. However, I think for Zimun it might be better because it says in the Gemara a story about the people of Alexandria that this huge shul there, and in this huge shul, they would uh, wave flags to know when to answer Amen. So there the point, so the Talmud says, if you know what time to answer Amen, so then you could, um, you could answer Amen. So it, it could be that, um, that that same thing applies also when there's a large group, there's a microphone, it could be that's, that's, that's uh, sufficient. I know that's what they actually do. They have one person leading the benching. Actually, the chief rabbi of Iran uh, led the benching last year at the case of Shlokham. Um, but uh, in general, though, if you cannot hear the person leading the benching, then you should divide into groups of, um, of ten. Um, okay. Let's say you started to lead the benching and you forgot to say Hashem's name. You're supposed to say, Let us bless Hashem. And you didn't say Hashem's name. And you have ten people. And then if they didn't answer yet, then you could repeat it and say again. However, if they already answered, you cannot repeat it again. If um, one person finished benching, you had three people, ah, great, Rabbi Sherebransky goes outside and he gets the group and you decide to finish benching before he came back. What do you do? Well, it, that, that would be a problem because you don't have three people eating together. But let's say you have three people that were eating together, like, okay, I got to go already. You finish benching. Can he still do a zimun? The answer is that even after he finished benching, he could still answer. He didn't do the mitzvah zimun himself. However, if he ate together with you, he could join. Not only that, if he left, he's supposed to call him back inside to make the zimun. He left. He ate with you. No, he, he joined together. He ate together. And he left the house. He was supposed to bring him back to the house. What if um, he ate? That's only if he ate hamotzi. If he ate hamotzi, 
Then you could bring him back in the house, he could join the Zimmer. If he only ate vegetables, or he only ate meat, he didn't say Mizonos, he didn't say Hamotzi, once he made the bracha, he's no longer considered part of this. Be careful about saying vegetables, and you said Hamotzi, what about Mizonos? Also not Mizonos. Also Mizonos. Vegetable. Right. As long as not Hamotzi, he cannot, once he finishes benching, he can, he's no longer able to join the Zimmer. Right. Okay. Um... You, let's say you start a benching, and the guy does a baisai. So you're not allowed to answer zimun in the middle of the first bracha. Um, it seems after you finish the first bracha, you could answer. Uh, but you cannot answer the zimun in the middle. It's possible if there are ten people, you could answer. Because with ten people, the obligation of zimun is, is, ten, is equal to like answering kedusha. And since it's equal to answering kedusha, so it could be in the middle of the first bracha, you, you could also answer. Um, let's say everyone forgot to do zimun, okay? It's not shmanesim, it's not shmanesim, it's not shmanesim, right? Okay, let's say everyone forgot to do zimun. You're at someone's house, and they forgot to do zimun. So, and then they've also forgot to do yalav yave, and they also forgot to do retzay, uh, and they have to bench again. So, if they have to bench again, they could also do zimun. However. If they did zimun and they forgot to say yalvi yavi, everyone got the yalvi yavi. So then you bench again without doing the zimun again. But, everyone, but, everyone, but if everyone, if you got to zimun and you forgot to say yalvi yavi, then you do zimun and you bench again. Okay. What about someone that is the third one? Yeah. He doesn't have any knowledge about it. He doesn't care about zimun. He can be also. Yes. Yes. You say, as long as. Long as as long as he has his soul, he has, yeah, as long as he has his soul like you, then he's, he, he qualifies. All right. Um, okay. Um, all right. If okay, let's say you let's say you answered Zimun, right? You answered. You said you said the bracha. You said the Hashem. You had two people eating with you. They did Zimun, and then two more people joined you, and you ate with them. So you're allowed to eat with them again. Though you answered only once, you ate with them too, you could answer. What what does wine have to do? Do you need to use a cup of wine? That's a question. Oh. Um What did your shusman say? He said, why the moment says you should use wine, why not? He says he has no idea. So if you also do I know in Russia when the Rebbe's Hayom Yom came out, so Hasidim, they got a book from the Rebbe's, the first book. So they, 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 they didn't have copies of it, so they, they wrote it down by hand. And in Hayom Yom it says to make up, even when you have a, not, not ten people, you should do Zimun on, do zimun on wine. So, uh, so I, I don't know if, it's, if you could say that people don't do it. You could say that... Uh, I'm a bit more easy. Right. Many people do do it with three people. Okay. Um, all right. Now, let's say, uh, let's say, oh, this is an important thing. Let's say someone's leaving and they want to answer Zimun. Can they answer? If they're by the door, can they answer? So it depends. I never knew this before. If it's a Zimun of three people, they can answer. But if it's a Zimun of ten people, in honor of Hashem's name, they have to come back and sit down. What if you go to a restaurant? You go to a restaurant, the halacha is, everyone by the restaurant is doing their own thing, 
and all enjoying together. Although you can see each other and everything, and you have the same waiter, but since you all plan to eat at different tables and you have different bills, separate checks, please, therefore you do not join together and there's no, you do not consider it one group. If it's people on the same table and they join together, although they, they have met each other before, they can meet each other now and they're at the same table. What if, um, let's conclude with, with, with a few more things. Uh, you can go if you go. Um, no problem. Uh, this last point. Okay, let's say one person's eating dairy, one person's eating meat. You can't join together. One person's eating milk, one person's eating flesh. You can't join together. And Zimon, however, if there's some food that they are eating together, let's say they serve bread first, and everyone's able to eat the bread, and they eat the bread together, that's fine. They could join together. Um, okay, let's say you have to go. You have a financial deal, and you need to go, and the people that you're with don't want to answer. You want to answer. I want, I, I want to do Zimun now because I got to go. I have, a, I have a de- deals to, to make. So the people you're eating with do not have to um, interrupt. And you don't have to, you don't have to, uh, you, you're allowed to leave. You're allowed to leave. It says in the language in the Code of Jewish Law is if you are lenient and leave and bench by yourself, you haven't lost anything. Who is supposed to leave the Zimun? It's the first person. There's a hierarchy. The best person with the Zimun is a Torah scholar. Second to a Torah scholar is a Kohen. Third to a Kohen is a Levi. And then... Is the Kohen not the first one? No, the first one is a Torah scholar. However, if a, Torah, if a Kohen is also a Torah scholar, although you're a bigger Torah scholar, then you can give it to the Kohen. Um, it's better that the host does not leave the benching, better someone else leaves the benching. However, except for Friday night, I don't know where it says this, as I heard from any chassidim, our custom is on Friday night, the host leaves the benching. What if someone is deaf? Or someone is mute, they cannot uh, join the zimun of three people, but for zimun of ten people, they can join. And uh, one last point: people um, always say that um, if you're middle of a fabrengen, you shouldn't do a zimun because then you ruin the fabrengen. People say that. Um, so I just want to bring out one point. What is the definition of a? What is that? What does it even mean? It says include the last point, and then, and then over to you, Mrs. Yerushalmi. Last point. Last point is like this. It says that there was a difference, Al-Tarebbe said, between visiting the Beis HaMikdash and visiting the Baal Shem Tov. What was the difference? It says in the Gemara that when once the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed, Hashem has no other place except for the place of Allah. When you want Allah, that's the place of Hashem, which is what we're doing now. We're in Allah, so that's great, right? So the Al-Tarebbe said, Halacha also means movement. A play, Hashem is in a place of inspiration where Jews are moving to a new place that they want to grow. That's a place of Hashem. Hashem is in a place of inspiration. So the author of said, when you visited the base of Mikdot, you came back and you were inspired. But you didn't necessarily, you had a Holy Spirit. But if you visit the Baal Shem Tev, not only you were inspired, you wanted to inspire others. After you visited the Baal Shem, not only were you inspired, you wanted also to to share the inspiration with others. So that's the definition of a real favoring. When it's a place of inspiration, then you can say, well, I should start, if I'm going to leave the benching, then it may stop the moment, stop the, stop the inspiration, but it, that's the meaning of a favoring. So whether or not it's a time to bench or not by a favoring, so then you have to, uh, the, the way to gauge it is, what's going on? Is it a moment of inspiration? That's what's happening. So then that, that's maybe what the Hasidim meant when they said, not, not to interrupt. The Baal Shem and his students, the students of his students. 
by being in that, they created this 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 kind of energy of of a, of halacha, meaning a place of moon, place of inspiration. Two questions. Yes. One question between Kiddush on Friday night, for example, yeah. 